0: hey guys welcome to because i said so the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves how we perceive others and the conversations that we have because of it thank you for listening and please leave a review to support the podcast thank you This episode features a very, very special person named Mario, and you'll hear more about Mario's story, um, but it's one that involves a lot of hope, a lot of gratitude, and I'm just, I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. So I'll go ahead and let you start listening. Thanks.
1: Uh, My name is Mario Martinez, uh, and I, of course, today, being Veterans Day, I am a... (laughs) a Vietnam-era veteran.
0: Thank you for your service.
1: You're very welcome. And uh, I would have marched in the parade today, but it was raining. Mm. I usually take my dog with me. But anyway, uh, I now, I have a home, which I didn't have for eight years. And uh, my dogs and I, we were homeless, but we uh, managed to uh, purchase a home finally by saving up our money and uh meeting the right contacts and everything Mm -hmm. also during that uh i was able to start a lawn business uh and uh so i do have a little lawn business that helps uh me put food on the table Mm -hmm. so uh and then plus I, i am retired being 69 years old Um, so I collect Social Security and that's what pays my house mortgage so uh, I'm very thankful for that yeah and so that's where we're at I mean I have a home now after being homeless and I have a a little small lawn business Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and so growing up um what was kind of like your family's income level like were you all wealthy were you more like middle-class or just kind of a little bit about that oh oh growing up no absolutely we were a very
1: uh poverty Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh we lived in poverty growing up you know we uh got a lot of uh help from the salvation army when it came to food and everything we also lived in a a very modest little house with one furnace oil burning furnace in the house and uh there was a uh 10 of us kids at the time wow. and uh yeah. uh yeah and uh and so it was it was pretty rough you know and my dad he retired so we, uh, we we're very low income and we uh, uh when we got to be of age uh 13 or 14 i you know we started going out and you know getting a job and you know and helping out with the the bills and everything at uh, the house and all this stuff. So it, it wasn't the easiest life, but uh, yeah. uh, it's what we had. And
0: yeah, pretty much. Um. So when did you become homeless? And um, was there like a specific thing that occurred? Um, or yeah.
1: When did I become what?
0: Um, when did you become homeless? Or when did you lose um, your home? Oh, okay. Well, see.
1: Now, here's the thing, because, uh, you know, I started out, uh, I uh, had a ninth grade education. Mm-hmm. And then I was drafted uh, into the Army uh, during the Vietnam War era. era and uh, uh, I got out after that. And I did uh, uh, managed to do get into work of work and in the... Uh, uh communication business i started out working in radio i was a disc jockey working oh, wow. a graveyard shift and from doing that i uh, led to downstairs with the tv station and the upstairs was the radio station where i worked but well, they had an opening downstairs in the radio news radio state tv station i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh, for a videographer a photojournalist and i was offered that position and i said well i don't even know how to turn one of those cameras on they <laughs> said well that's technical because we've seen some snapshots that you've taken and show people here at work and you have composition and that's what's important yeah and i said okay cool so i got in that way that's how i got my foot in the door doing videography and that led to working over at CNN, which was the Nashville network uh shooting uh, in entertainment and i worked with artists like uh, garth brooks reba mcintyre uh you know a lot of the Artists like that, shooting stories and interviews with them, which also led in for traveling. Been to Switzerland, uh, wow. Germany, Italy, uh, Korea, Japan, uh, a couple cruises, and so I was doing good. And then, and that kind of line of work, uh, my I was getting older, and that line of work is very stressful. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm and so my hearing was going bad my eyesight was going bad my hips were going bad (laughs) so you know i couldn't run and gun like i needed to and how i'd like to so i thought wow what do i i'm I'm gonna have to do something else so uh something gave me the idea to get it start maybe cleaning and staining decks Hmm. So I did that, and then that led into cleaning and staining log homes, entire log homes, and uh, so I was doing that, and I was very good at what I was doing, but this was around in 08, when the recession, there was a recession, and in that uh, particular industry, uh, it just kind of dried up. Uh, they weren't building log homes anymore. They couldn't sell them. People that owned them, they couldn't afford to uh, have their homes maintained. So then, uh, of course, you know, I, I fell on hard times, and I lost everything. They foreclosed on my house. I lost my business, lost my wife, and, uh, and I had nothing but a pickup truck and four dogs, and at the time uh, we all lived in in my truck my pickup truck for about two weeks until these people said uh who i've done work with for before uh that uh, they had a barn that if i wanted to live in that barn so i could keep my dogs i was more than welcome to as long as i maintained the the property i said absolutely so we lived in that barn no electricity no water for eight years wow. and and during that time i sold the contributor newspaper and that's where i uh, started doing good and uh making money and and i had my dog bear which was a great pyrenees wow. and i he would go out there with me and little did i know what a great marketing tool he turned out to be <laughs> and, uh, so he really caught people's attention so that's what lured my customers in and so and a lot of them they got to uh they got to know me and i sold the contributor for about oh, uh, maybe six seven years and and saving up money. While I was out there on the street selling, I noticed these long guys driving by. And I'm thinking, wow, well, you know, I could do that. A sit-down job. If I get me a riding more, I mean, it's a sit-down job because I have what you call PAD, which is peripheral artery disease. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to be on my feet all eight hours a day, you know, all day long. So I thought, well, I'll save up my money and, you know, buy me a mower. I already got the truck. Get me a used trailer. Now stop me, start me a little lawn business, and uh, so that's what I did. It took a little while, but I did, and uh, and then that led to eventually saving up enough money to where I could afford a down payment uh, to purchase a home. Wow so because at this time now i have six dogs instead of four (laughs) because when i was living in the barn two more showed up out of nowhere (laughs) and so that's and i thought well you know nobody's going to rent to me with six dogs and i'm not leaving my dogs and that's one thing at the time when i i lost my home uh my living girlfriend of 12 years she went to live with her dad i said well i'm not giving up my dogs they were abandoned once and i'm not going to abandon them again yeah and and so we stayed together and i said we're going to stick it out and one night before these people let us stay in their barn we were in the truck we lived in my pickup truck four dogs and a cat who slept on the dash (laughs) uh uh, because when I when that happened, when I fell on hard times, I was so depressed. Yeah. I was so embarrassed and I was so ashamed of what happened. And I said, how could this happen? You know, how did this happen to me? And that night I've been in the truck and I was ready to end it all. Mm. And I looked at my dogs and I said, guys, if I do this, who's going to take care of you? nobody's gonna love you the way I do and needless to say that night my angels did not have wings they had paws (laughs) and they did they literally saved my life that night and they were my inspiration to say, okay we need to do I need to do this I need to do that how am I gonna do this and all of this the bottom line is I have been very very blessed the Lord has blessed me and it started I mean, it started way back, and little did I know it, but he sent those dogs into my life because when I worked on log homes, most of them were secluded out in the middle of nowhere, and people would abandon the dogs, and they would find their way to me, and the Lord knew what road he was going to take me down, and he knew I was going to need help. And that's why he sent those dogs into my life, and sure enough, they helped me because they saved my life that night, and they were my inspiration to to keep going, to keep going, don't stop. And uh, that's why I'm where I'm at today, and I'm back to four dogs
0: yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> That's a That's so, It's so beautiful to hear that because it sounds like they were really – the family who stayed with you and i think everything else seemed to fail and it's like i know that you were talking about how you would lost everything but it turns out that that most important thing and that community and that support that you had within your animals was really the one yes. thing that you needed and so it's kind of like you know the lord giveth the lord taketh away and that was really what you needed was your faith and your dogs and then you kind of rebuilt from there and that was the foundation that you needed and again,
1: and I wouldn't have a home today if it wasn't for my dogs at the time. And uh, because I bought this home for them, because, <laughs> you know, it was, you know, I had a fenced-in yard and everything, and it was the right price. And I had to move out by Ashland City, and it, so it was a little ways out of town. But, you know, I had a vehicle, and I said, okay, because if it was just me, I could live anywhere. I could, I wouldn't a bit had to live in a barn. I did that for them, for my my dogs. I did it for them because by myself I could have found something. Yeah. But yeah, I had them. I had to take care of, and we stayed together, and uh, and they. You, that's why I said I've been very, very blessed that you know they were sent into my life, and and I'm, i I mean, even now today I got a new truck and a new trailer. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah and so uh, it's you know I've been the Lord blessed me and I'll tell you something too you know was seven when I had a heart attack and little did I know what was going on because I had what they call a Widowmaker and uh, at the time, I lived in Kingston Springs, and I drove all the way into St. Thomas Hospital. People said, well, you shouldn't have drove. And I said, well, I didn't know I was having a heart attack. <laughs> I just had chills and fever and, and nauseated. I wasn't really having chest pain. Anyway, I got there, and uh, but I, they did their thing. The doctor said, you shouldn't be here right now. He said, you should not be here. Somebody is keeping you around for a reason and i thought about it and i said what's the reason and then i and you know for several years and i thought well maybe i'm not supposed to know maybe i'm just supposed to continue on doing what i'm do what i do
0: yeah
1: and but anyway so again i i've been blessed i've been very blessed and uh i growing up i remember starting middle school I remember walking in the gym because I was nervous and scared meeting all these new kids from all different other elementary schools and everything, and you hear all these stories how mean that school is and that school, and they're all coming in. I walked in the gym, and on the wall, I'll never forget, was written, A winner never quits, and a quitter never wins. Wow. And I've always lived by that. I live by that And I said, and I tell people, look, I may not be a winter winner, but I'll tell you one thing: I am not a quitter. Yeah, I don't quit. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's it's so inspiring to hear you talk about that because I think that the mental fortitude—I mean—that you mentioned earlier and kind of, um, you know, living in the truck with your animals and like just. The mental toll that, that took on you for a little bit—it was—I'm just so inspired by that. And I also just wanted to ask you: Do you feel like um, getting involved with the contributor gave you a sense of community as well? In that sense, because I know that you said people kind of got to know you, and that you kind of got to know know them as well.
1: Yes. Now, the contributor—I tell you what—that is a great program, the contributor newspaper. If they were not there available when i fell on hard times when i needed something i don't know what i would have done mm-hmm. and it's a job yeah. as you probably know Is telling the contributor newspaper is a job and because uh, you got to go to a two and a half hour lecture or a seminar or site uh, training session before you start they give you 10 free papers then you go out and sell it and they tell you where you can go where you can't go and so you got to treat it as a job and a lot of people that do it don't but Mm -hmm. as and i didn't at first but then i learned okay yeah i got to purchase my product i buy it wholesale and then come out here and sell it retail and then again bear was my marketing tool so Mm -hmm. and uh and i treated it and i would I, as a job, and it it worked, and I met some of the greatest people out there. And, you know, and here's the thing the thing about that is that people, they saw me, they believed in me, they trusted me, and they invested in me. And I did not let them down. I did everything I said I was going to do. I said, I wanted to start a lawn business, save my money up to buy a mower. I did it. I said, now I'm going to, try to save what money is, and I'm going to try and get a home. I did it. And they also, they helped me, and I did not let them down. And so, yeah, the Contributor is a great program. I highly recommend it for anybody if they really want to it it gives you hope again because you are you're selling you're working you're doing something you're actually making an income Mm -hmm. and you know it's like you're you're back in, in the society you know you're back in the swing of things it's not the best job but it is a job and the thing that I did. I declared my earnings on my taxes because they already I, I still we still lived in the barn, but I had my lawn business that, that I started. So I claimed that income on my taxes. So I established myself that I had an income coming in, and that's how I qualified to get a job. Wow. I'm a house, a house.
0: Yeah, yeah. And do you feel like? the contributor gave you because i know that you talked about like feeling like this is an actual job rather than and i'm don't get me wrong i know that there's so many wonderful programs um that donate things as well but how do you feel like just being like i'm working for this money and like i'm earning it do you feel like that gave uh-huh. you a different sense of like purpose
1: exactly you're actually you're out there We're, i'm not asking for a handout we are not asking for a handout we i buy our pop our papers we buy them for i like think 50 cents and we sell them for two dollars mm-hmm. so you know we are buying our product and we're out there selling it and we're working and we got to work in the cold the rain the heat and you know and then we got to put up with abuse from people that you know yell out things at you and stuff and because they keep thinking that uh, uh you know we're out there asking for a handout that badge that we wear that yellow badge is a vendor vendor permit is Mm -hmm. what that is and we are no different than these people in the food trucks or the guys selling hot dogs outside Lowe's or Home Depot or the guys selling shaved ice over Centennial Park they all have to have vendors license and that's we do too and we are no different from them and I'll tell you what there's one thing that we does separate them from us or separates us from them they When you come around us, or you come around me, you will not see no tip jar in front of me. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not asking for anything but the price of my paper. Now, when people want to help and give us a tip, well, thank you, yeah, we'll accept it, yeah, thank you. And they've been very generous to me because they believed in me. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I'm at today for a number of things because of my dogs, my customers, a contributor, newspaper. So it's a combination of things.
0: Yeah.
1: And I am. And I don't have a lot. It You know, now people say, well, you got a home. You go to business. And yeah, I says, yeah, now I have bills, too. And I- yeah. <laughs> I remember telling Bear because we had the house, and Channel Two did stories on us, Channel Five and Channel Seventeen did stories on us when I started my lawn business, when I got my home, and all this stuff. So one winter, because my job mowing is seasonal, I said, "Bear, we got to go back out and sell papers now. It's winter time. We don't have any mowing work to do." I said, "Now people are going to criticize us because I we, we have a home and a." In a loan business, well, I went out there and selling, working again, but you know, it was just the opposite. Mom. It was just the people would pull up and said, "We're proud of you, man. We're proud of you." And ladies pull up, so "You were such an inspiration to me." And this and that, I, all kinds of things like that. And I thought, "Wow!" <laughs> and uh, yeah. and. And then, you know, I'll go into Kroger's in the Donaldson Hermitage area and people remember me and they say hi to me. And I talked to one lady one day and said, Man, I don't realize how every time I come on the store, people remember who I am. I thought everybody just remembered Bear. She said, <laughs> Oh, well, no. She said, No. I said, Listen, more people know you than you realize. I said, really? He says, well, Mari, you've been on the news. (laughs) You've been written up in The Contributor, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah, you're famous. I said, you're kidding me. He said, no, you are. I said, man. (laughs) And so, you know, I definitely take that as a compliment. And, you know, in a... And I'm the type of person that I do, I pay my taxes, I vote, and I, you know, I do everything by the book, Mm -hmm. the way things are supposed to be done. And I'm, of course, I missed the Veterans Day parade because of the rain, but I participate in things that I can, I help people. And right now as a contributor, because I do have a truck and a trailer, uh, they're collecting furniture and stuff. for those homeless that the homeless that they find housing for so they need to be furnished so they're collecting all these furniture that people donate and I've been going around picking all of it up for mm. them so my way of giving back
0: yeah
1: and uh, even when I was telling the contributor, the people out there have been so generous and so helpful to me by buying my product and helping me out. And 95% of my business, my customers, were women. So on, on Valentine's Day, Bear and I, we'd buy like 15 dozen roses. And every time a lady or a woman would come up and buy a paper, we'd hand her a rose. Oh, I said, Happy so Valentine's sweet. Day, compliments a bear. And, <laughs> I, and they, they would, some would cheer her up and say, oh, this is the only flower I'll get. Or at Christmas time, I'd have pictures Christmas card made a bear with his antlers on and everything and I would hand those out to my customers and they said and to this day people would tell me when they see me I still have bear's picture on my refrigerator Mm -hmm. I said oh man thank you but that was my way of giving back yeah for what they have done for me I wanted to give back something and you know and that's what i did that's how i did it
0: yeah it sounds like it's it's cool to hear that because i think that it sounds like not only were they again like you said not only were they helping you but you were helping them in more ways than i think that you ever imagined and i think that you kind of built your own little family with all of these people who were your customers Um, as well
1: yes yeah i made a lot of friends to to this day I'm I i have not sold a contributor in a couple of years now, but to this day we keep in touch. I make good friends out there. I miss them. I miss those people out there. Yeah. And uh, and they say you know, when they tell me said we miss you. We miss seeing you and Bear out there on your spot, you know <laughs> that. Yeah. And I said, Well, we're we're hanging in there, we're doing okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think was the biggest lesson that you learned throughout your whole experience and during that time oh the biggest lesson well it, it, oh
1: it's it's kind of hard because i learned a lot yeah i'm glad i was taken down the road that i was taken down because i learned so much mm-hmm. and uh and like i said when the lord brought my dogs in especially bear and I always say I tell people that one thing I learned I learned I've never loved anything in my life more than I did that dog mm-hmm. that dog taught me how to love and and also being out there it made me more humble and not take things for granted yeah. that you know you everything could be gone like that and in a, in a minute it could be gone. Like I said, I traveled all over the world to places. i worked with all these different country artists and everything, and rock, rock artists, Bon Jovi and people, you know, mm. and everything. Uh, and I've done a lot of things. And it can be gone in a minute. And so I'm very humble. And the thing is, I'm glad because I was taught a lesson. I think I was taught a good lesson by all of this because it's made me more grateful and i i have never been i don't think more content in my life than i am right now Mm. and i don't have a lot i still it may sound like it but you know i got to work to pay for what i have (laughs) you know just like everybody else
0: yeah yeah and it's it's interesting because like you said like you might not have a lot but the way that you talk about it all and probably because of your contentment and your happiness and how grateful you are, it makes it sound like you have everything that you could ever need.
1: I have what I need. I, I don't have a lot, but I have what I need. Yeah. Yes. You know, and uh, and like I said, I'm very content. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. with what I have I got you know I don't have the four original dogs that I start with but I got four different ones now <laughs> and they are the next chapter yeah. yeah they're the next chapter and I will probably always have dogs mm-hmm. and I love them and they're my kids <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well Mario thank you so much and happy Veterans Day too hey I hope I gave you something to work with Oh, you absolutely did. This was this was a, so wonderful, and I'm definitely going to leave this conversation a lot more grateful than I came into it. So, thank you for that. You've taught me a lesson too. Yeah.
1: Oh, thanks.